Welcome to the OmniTalk Fast Five, sponsored by Takeoff, the A&M Consumer and Retail Group, and Attentive. The OmniTalk Fast Five is the podcast that we hope each week makes you feel a little smarter and most importantly, a little happier too. It's October 7th, 2021. I'm your host, Anne Mazinga. And I'm Chris Walton. And we are here once again to discuss all the top headlines making waves in the world of retail this week. Now, Chris, you are not in the office with me yet again, but fear not, listeners. I think you're still in the clear. You're also dressed up. Like, what in the hell is going on? Yeah, I know. Fate just does not want to bring us together, Anne. I feel like the guy in Last Mohicans, you know, trying to find you. No matter what occurs, I will find you. But anyway, like, we just can't come together. But yeah, fortunately, no covid but tight schedule today. So I'm actually, um, I'm presenting at the Sezzle Virtual Summit on Leadership and Innovation, and which for those listening, I uh, haven't announced this yet too, but Sezzle actually just named uh, me to their advisory board too. So Anne and I are jumping feet first into the buy now, pay later space as well. And I'm super excited to keynote their summit today. And, you know, it's also, and it's live, it's live. Like most yeah. of these virtual conferences are like pre-recorded. This one's live. I'm like wet, walk it, walk, walking a tight wire here. And yeah, like, you are. I'm getting a little, getting a little, for Clamp thinking about it, you know what I mean? Don't, like, just you know, don't how's mess the mind it up. work today? You just know? don't mess it up, Chris. I, mean, I know. Thanks. Thanks for the confidence. Thanks for that no pressure. confidence, Ann. I appreciate that a lot. But you know what else is cool, Ann? Yes. Your read in the beginning, if, if people were listening really closely, they would have noticed that we have a new sponsor this month. They and would. actually have a new sponsor up through December, and that is Attentive. And I'm pretty pumped about this, Ann, because Attentive is all about text commerce, which in my opinion, I'm actually going to talk about this in the summit today. My opinion, this is the wave of the future. That is the next commerce platform that's going to emerge in some way, shape, or fashion. And so if you want to learn more and you want to see why thousands of brands use attentive SMS platform to send interactive marketing campaigns that better engage consumers and drive revenue, we can do so by visiting attentivemobile.com forward slash Omnitalk, and you can get your demo today. So, Anne. I think we got to get to the headlines. What do you think? This I is think, a great week, by the way. Are you talking this week? I know. There were so many things that we have to talk about. Today in the Fast Five, we're going to discuss sending gifts from Amazon to anyone who has yeah. an email address or phone number, GoPuff opening their first only digital store, mm-hmm. Aldi launching a checkout free store in the Netherlands, Instacart offering up meal kit delivery same day with Sunbasket. Uh, but first, we're going to take off with Target and Amazon starting Black Friday deals now, Chris. Now. Yes, that's right. And Black Friday is officially on. No surprise here. And as first predicted back in 2017, Amazon again has moved up its Prime Day Black Friday slash deals to start in October. Actually, they supposedly started this week. And Target, not to be outdone, is doing its second edition of Target Deal Days, like the alliteration there as we do at OmniTalk, starting October 10th and going to October 12th. And for the first time ever, also, Target shoppers can also request price adjustments on all items, with a few exceptions, purchased at Target from October 10th through December 24th, if the retailer lowers the price later in the season. And what's your level of holiday cheer with these announcements? You know, I love a deal all the time, so that's great. But we've been hearing from a lot of retailers about concerns with product availability, concerns with fulfillment timing, and as a result, you know, potentially scaling back on some of the promotions that they typically would order, like the 10 days of deals that we used to see, like in December, leading up, like right up to the 15th or 14th or whenever the like shipping cutoff deadline is. And so honestly, Chris, 
I think this is a little bit of spin here. I you think do. this is I think this is Amazon I'm, even and Target just trying to get way ahead of dissatisfied customers coming up in the holiday. But you wrote about this a long time ago about yeah. like how Amazon really has the power to to dictate what what is future days. But I mean, what do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. I mean, I actually agree with everything you just said wholeheartedly. I think from the, the Amazon side of things, no surprise at all. I mean, we've been talking about this since 2017, wrote about it before it was again in 2019. Amazon can move the market and Amazon doesn't have to wait for Black Friday. And given the supply chain constraints, Amazon's like, yeah, screw it. We're just going to do it right now because we want to and we can you know, sell everything at whatever deals and prices we want and ride it out through the season. Target, I totally agree with you. Target is the marketing master because yes. this tells me that they aren't planning any discounts later in the year because they're not scared of the margin hit that's going to come with it, which would have prevented them from doing it in the past. My question, though, for them that I hope they're thinking about is how do they anniversary this from a consumer expectation standpoint the next year? when sure. things are back in stock and deals will have to get deeper later because that could be dangerous down the line. But the part I don't know about is will the consumers care about it next year? Or is it just, you don't think so? I, I don't think so. I think it's going to just be this like, people don't care. They just want the 10 days of deals. If it's in October, if it's in November, if it's in December, don't care. But And like the other thing that I think is sneaky about this yeah. is that you could do price matching up to December 24th. And some people will definitely do that. But also if the product's not in store, if you can't get like, what, what are you going to do you then? Yeah. Right. right. What, what are you price, price matching? Discount? Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. You know, my big question though, because there's something distinctly absent in the media right now is yeah. what is Walmart's response in this, to this whole thing? I haven't heard word one from them on that's their great, holiday plans. Have you? I mean, no, so my question is, point. you know, what's going to happen? But, but I don't know. I think, you know, it, it's also especially concerning to me, given what else Amazon has in store uh, that they also announced this week. By yes. way of that same announcement, quite honestly, they're a holiday plans and which is totally your next headline. Oh, my gosh. This one we were so excited about. Oh, and there are so many things spinning. Um, so Amazon Prime members will soon be able to send gifts with just a phone number or email address. So they're calling this new feature um, Amazon gifting. It's right um, in the checkout process for Prime members. So all they have to do is go through, find a product that they want to gift. And when you check out um, in the Amazon mobile app, they'll have you select the add gift receipt for easy returns. You can see an option to let recipient provide their address. Then the giver adds the recipient's email address or mobile so cool. number. They don't have to have any Amazon account or anything. And they get a notification via text or via email saying they have a gift waiting for them. And they, you know, have to create an Amazon account to accept the gift, but only the giver has to be a prime member. Chris, you were freaking yeah. out about this. I was freaking out about this. We were. Are you gonna do it? I love it. I love did you watch the video too? I'm curious. Did you watch yeah. the video of how it works? Yeah, it was awesome. Like it's like totally intuitive and great user experience, like as you would expect from Amazon. And shout out to Fredo on Twitter who helped me learn about this because she's the one that brought it to my attention, but it's it's awesome. I, I'm absolutely in love with it. I think it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life because I can remember, and remember remember the conference shop.org, the illustrious shop.org that yes. no longer exists? Yes. I, I can remember in 2017 meeting with Roy Arez, the founder of WooCommerce at the time, and he was blowing my mind with how gifting is an untapped gold mine in the digital space because you know, when you think about it, there's a lot of frictions with gifting online, like specifically around sizing. Like say you want to buy something for somebody. How do you know what size they are? So it prevents you from wanting to send things. But I got to imagine, although I couldn't tell from the articles and the video if this capability is there, 
but I have to think it is. Like if I want to send you a shirt and I elect a size small, I imagine that the recipient can easily change that to whatever size they want. They or it's even... going to calm down the line at some point, right? Yeah. So yeah. I, I think that's awesome. I think it's great. Yeah. They don't even have to accept that shirt, Chris. If they don't want, like right. they get an email under text and it they says, just give me cash. X person has given you this gift and you can accept the gift. They don't know. The person giving the gift will never know if you accepted it or not. So basically they're just, you know, suggesting an item that you buy on Amazon Forcing you to create an Amazon account to pick it up. Remember, there's 153 right. million Prime members in the U.S. right now. You have to create. You don't have to create a Prime account, but you do have to. Amazon's collecting those email addresses right. um, and then giving people the the opportunity now to have a gift card, if nothing else, a gift card to spend in that Amazon universe. And also, you know. If they did want to, they do want to order something and they get it that small is too small. Now they're getting them into an Amazon Fresh store, a Whole Foods store to return that item. So they're, oh, so, right. they're just, they're the getting people into Shop, the Amazon Shop. ecosystem, adding this very simple feature. So I, I'm, I think it's spectacular. I'm you, thrilled. You absolutely, you absolutely love it. You think it's, you, is there anything we're missing on it? You think, or are we just, are we just getting too, like, is there a chance we're too giddy on this? I'm curious. I don't think so. I think it's great. I mean, people kept talking about like, is this opening up a window for stalking people or sending multiple unwanted no. gifts? I mean, just, po yeah. potentially, sure yes. But like the worst Amazon thing it's going to do is just keep sending you texts or emails. And I mean, cash those checks, man. You just got, I'll, I'll, you just keep getting money. Like you can buy toilet paper. You don't have to buy like these, whatever yeah. gift you're being sent. I don't know. Maybe yeah. And shout out to David Ritter too, who had his, had a newborn baby this past week. And we're going to try this out on him. So if David be ready, you're going to be looking for a, for a notification from Amazon coming your way very, very soon. All right, let's get to headline number three. That is that GoPuff, as Ann mentioned before, plans to open a digital first retail store. Now, what exactly does that mean? I'm sure inquiring minds want to know, Ann, but GoPuff is planning to open an omni-channel store in San Francisco. San Francisco. Don't know why I said it like that. So Ron Burgundy of you. Yeah, <laughs> right. San Francisco. A whale's <laughs> though. Open it with digital ordering kiosks and built to officially manage in-store and online orders. According to an application, the company filed with the city as reported by the always fabulous Jeff Wells of Grocery Dive. The application plan outlines what's essentially a quote-unquote modified dark store. In-store shoppers will use digital terminals to order products, and workers will then pick and pack those orders from a product storage area that also services online orders and bring them out to the customer. A company spokesman confirmed that GoPuff plans to open this, indeed does plan to open the San Francisco location as reported, but declined to comment further on GoPuff's expansion plans. And two questions for you. I love yes. that you get this one. What are your thoughts here? Is this a move you like? And then two, courtesy of Chad Lusk, specifically for you from AM, oh, came to me directly with this one. Second question is what needs to be true about the customer, the shopping occasion, and what the retailer is trying to solve with this model to suggest that it will work for them? So do you like it? And what needs to be true for this to work? You know, I think this is worth the experimentation for sure in a few stores. Um, if they're going to have the warehouse, why not put an unmanned storefront too? They said that, you know, at most in these stores, they're planning on having five total employees and that would be employees, you know, assisting yeah. with these digital orders and then picking products. The thing that I think Chad is bringing up that's a good question is, okay, if I'm getting, if I'm doing a convenience store purchase, I mean, 
what's the quicker experience? Is it faster for me to just go into a store, pull the items off the shelf and go um, via like checkout free concept or something like that? Or is it truly faster for me to type things on a kiosk and then wait there for somebody to pick them? I know picking speeds are quicker, but I just, I question, you know, whether or not that's going to be something that people want to do, but it's worth testing. Absolutely. And we heard GoPuff on stage at grocery shop, they're planning on opening like 500 of these across the country or 500 locations and warehouses yeah. across the country. Right, right. Over the course of the next few years. So I think there's a lot of potential to see kind of what this experiment will bring. But what are your thoughts, Chris? I agree with you again. I actually am probably even a little bit, as I'm going to talk about this, probably sounding a little more all in on this than you are. And it sounds like you're all in on it too. But I think it's a no risk experiment. I think it's all about getting the return on your assets. And if you have to build micro warehouses in close proximity to customers to keep your 30 minute delivery, 30 minutes or less delivery promise to them, you're going to have to have these in pretty prime locations. And from the sounds of it, the way they're designing, there's no co-mingling of inventory that you'd find in a typical store. So you're not going to have the inventory accuracy problems. And the way they're designing the store, it sounds like it's going to operate essentially as a vending machine. Yep. So it's basically like an additive plus from a margin side. It's accretive to your margin, your bottom line for anyone that wants to use it and stand there and wait for an order to be picked in the back and brought out to you. So I think it's just a really smart move. Quite honestly, it's a page out of Amazon's book, something I would expect Amazon to do and something actually, as I think back and I'm kind of surprised that they haven't done it yet. The layer I would put on it to Chad's question, though, is I think it is specific to certain product categories. And I know from our experience, Anne, you and I have thought a lot about this, too. I think it's made for the things that people know they want to buy, yep. you know, low consideration purchases, things that you would want in quote unquote, an instant, like GoPuff plays to for their audience. I don't think it plays as well for like, I don't think this setup plays as well for apparel or probably home furnishings or things like that, right. or even electronics possibly. I think, you know, it, it, but it really does play for these instant delivery type categories and you know, I, th- I think it just makes a ton of sense. What do you think, though? Yeah, I, yeah I think the, the thing that I'd also note, um, there is a ton of potential as they if they are going to expand to 500 categories. There's a lot of potential with emerging brands here, too. So like localized CPG companies. 100 warehouses, you mean, right? Yeah, yes, sorry, 100 the yeah, warehouses. Sure yes, yep. yes. Warehouses, stores, whatever combination of the two. I was at a competition. I was a pitch judge this week for emerging CPG brands. And... What we learned in that is that according to an IRI study done in 2022, large CPG companies only make up 44% of market share. They're losing share to these small, extra small, and mid-sized manufacturers that are continuing to gain share here. And and for example, like I think DoorDash, GoPuff, as they're expanding across the country, I think there's so much opening here for them to be the purveyors also instead of just going into a whole foods or a co-op for these smaller cpg companies to to be another outlet for these brands Um, and if they have the spread of 500 warehouse locations like they'll be able to do that essentially offering customers another reason to go to them for these convenience purchases over you know a typical 7-eleven or something like that yeah that's a great point and if you read the tvs that was essentially what was talked about with dashmart's announcement not right. that long ago they were they were hitting that specifically and you're right those products have high consideration among the local community so that's a great place to start a great thing for those local brands to think about too in terms of partnering going forward all right well let's go to headline number four so aldi has announced that they will pilot frictionless shopping at a netherlands store in partnership with trigo so the aldi nord store in utrecht netherlands 
They're opening a 4,300 square foot store in early 2022 that will have ceiling mounted cameras connected to Trigo algorithmic technology that will track shoppers movements and product choices in the store in real time, enabling customers to walk into the store, pick up their desired items and walk out without stopping at a checkout. This is a fully autonomous store. And Chris, this is this is big news. Aldi Nord, for people who are not familiar in uh, the U.S., it operates under a Trader Joe's banner here. So think of it as a Trader Joe's kind of style footprint um, in the Netherlands, high traffic area. I think there's a lot of potential with this one, Chris. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think this is huge. I mean, I think all these stories this week are just massively important. That's why I was so geeked up to talk about it. But I mean, you look at the names that Trigo now has announced publicly. You're talking Aldi, Tesco, Reva Group in Germany. And the size of this store is 4,300 square feet. That's pretty good size. I mean, that's one of the bigger stores we've seen that is announced in this way. And so these aren't crackerjack grocers either. Like, right? They're not. They're And they're not those nano stores that are the size of my bathtub, right. which we still don't hear anything about from many of the competition in this space. So I can't wait to see this thing open. And I'm going to tell you, loyal OmniTalk fans and listeners, like we're going to do our damnedest to see what we can do to get a view of this store as quickly as possible as soon as it opens. And honestly, all of these stores that, that I just mentioned, as soon as it, as soon as they open too, because um, as soon as we're able to get in there because and possibly even travel there, and if we can pull that off. But um, I'm excited, man. I, I think this is great. I need mean, this signals something big in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, you mentioned a few of the the grocery retailers that Trigo is working with. I still think I just posted on LinkedIn yesterday. Hy-Vee just announced five yeah. new store formats. I mean, I think that there is potential with these smaller store formats for these yeah. retailers to start piloting things like this in a in a like safe space and then learn how to expand that to a larger grocery store, typical grocery store footprint, especially as Amazon Fresh is going to keep on creeping in. So, yeah, that's a great point. Like I could, yeah, Hy-Vee has the formats. I think people need to understand that there's more formats than the traditional big box Hy-Vee store where they could start to do these types of experiments. And I wonder if they'll be one of the first ones in the U.S. market to go in this direction. All right, well, let's close out. And headline number five is another really cool, interesting story. And that is that Instacart launches a meal delivery storefront this week with Sunbasket. So again, according to Grocery Dive, second shout out to Grocery Dive, I don't think that's ever happened. Instacart will offer the meal delivery service to consumers without requiring a Sunbasket subscription. Consumers on Instacart as of now can place orders for Sunbasket meals starting at $11.99 per serving and have the option of scheduling weekly delivery to be fulfilled by the meal delivery company. And the meal choices will also change weekly according to Instacart. And you've always poo-pooed the meal kit, so I'm curious what you think about oh, this. Well, I love it. Adds more value to the Instacart membership, a meal kit that I previously was not big on, but now I can decide what I want for dinner that night in my Instagram. Like I, this is not something that I have to decide the week ahead of time what I think I'm going to want next week for dinner. This is taking that idea of still being able to prepare a fresh meal if I if that's what I want to do, but getting it that day along with maybe groceries for the week, makeup, you know, changing and making this one-stop shop come completely to me, delivered to my house with my Instacart membership. I think it puts Instacart in a better competitive position against DoorDash who's starting to do the same kind of thing with, you know, household essentials and prepared meal delivery with the same membership. 
And most importantly, it's going to open up more first party data for on customers now that you're bringing Ooh. another category of, of customer in beyond the grocery, you know, general merchandise and home furnishings, other makeup and, and beauty and drug categories that Instacart already has. But Chris, you, you're a huge uh, meal kit guy. Like you're <laughs> Mr. Meal Kit. I think that's what your title could be for the uh, pandemic. Uh, you love yeah. That. First of all, I was Mrs. Amitak kind of kiboshed the meal kits and, and kind of put a damper on my like culinary passions of late. What were is, you doing? Were you poisoning the family? No, you know. Did you not well, debane the shrimp, Chris? What happened? <laughs> Did not debane the shrimp. That's great. No, actually, I was quite the devainer, Anne. It was quite oh. a divine devaining experience. Oh, um, God. No, but like, no, but I think actually you called it out. What was happening was you have to order these things in advance. And sometimes you just don't feel as much as you enjoy the process of making the food, sometimes you just don't feel like eating that food, especially now as we're getting back out to eating out and things like that. Yeah. So you end up kind of wasting it or not wanting to eat it or like kind of slogging through it. And so I think this solves a major pain point, like you described, where you can order them, you know, same day. And you tried this out on the app yesterday, yeah. right? And it was yeah. pretty frictionless, It's right? amazing. It's super yeah, it, easy to do. It's leveraging their storefront. So you don't have to log into anything else. It's just like, I'm in, this is what I want. Get it to me, you know delivery yeah. in two hour window of my choice. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to pay another subscription too, which is awesome. Like I'm curious how the economics of this work, but just from a user perspective, I really like it. Well, but I think lastly, your point that your, your point about, about the data is also brilliant. I mean, you look at who's under the hood of Instacart now. Yeah. You've got Sephora, you've got meal kit companies, you've got Walmart even playing with them. Like they've got more access to how consumers are interacting across a wide swath of retail than anyone else. I mean, right. Amazon doesn't have those brands under its stable. No right. one does. Right. And, and, you know, maybe Target to some degree with shipped has some of that, but, but that's really powerful. Yeah. They, they said in the article that, you know, through Instacart, Sunbasket can reach more than 85% of U.S. households. So when you start to think about the economics yeah. of how this happens, you throw the first party data into that component. Like th this is a cocktail now. This is not, you know, strict A and B, like this is how we earn revenue. Now it's this combination of all the things. And so I, I think this is a really smart move on both Instacart and Sunbasket's behalf. But yeah, and the and the last thing I'd say there, Ann, too, is like we've talked about delivery speed disintermediation is one of the trends that retailers need to keep an eye on. And and when you create frictionless experiences like this for people, like Instacart's doing, that gets them in the mind share even more so than they were before. Chris, we have so much passion about this. I, I love that. I mean, we, we are we legitimately we we excited about this. And yeah. I think it shows with how geeked out we get about every about Sunbasket and Instagram. Yeah, right? Things like um, Sunbasket. I know. All right. Well, let's get people out of here. Let's go to the lightning round. Chris, we have to eat a little Walmart Go Local Crow here on the Omnitalk show. Yeah, do we? All right. I think so. Yes. Okay. Home Depot has signed up with Go Local this week to have Walmart's Go Local program do their last mile deliveries. If you had to guess, what other partnership announcements are yet to come that are going to make us even more embarrassed for what we said about Go Local? Yeah, see, I'm not there yet. I'm not I'm not that I'm that embarrassed reading Crow yet. And and because I'm gonna say not many. I'm still highly skeptical of this whole thing because I looked line by line yesterday and at the top 200 retailers by volume. And the only ones I could honestly see signing up for this program that work with the same operational efficiency as Home Depot, which quite honestly is oftentimes right next to a Walmart. So you can see why they signed up for this and they're not in the same spaces. Would be like Barnes and Noble, maybe Michaels, even question that one. And everyone's favorite punching bag, Joanne Fabrics. Like beyond that, it's really hard to see who else is going to do this. 
So I, I, I'm, I'm still not sold on it, Anne. I'm still but, stuck on you reading line by line every 200 of the top 200 uh, retailers. That's what, I, that's, what I, that's what I do for fun. But all right, question two, Anne. Walk-in <laughs> cryptocurrency exchanges are starting to pop up and actually blow up everywhere. Yeah. And what's one word that captures your feelings on them? Genius bar. I think this is the genius bar for buying cryptocurrency. So all the boomer is going to be bringing in their, their wallets and like, tell me about crypto. I want to buy some doggy. That's what <laughs> My word is regulation, man. We need regulation fast. <laughs> All right, Chris. Uh, Wizard, a B2B startup in the conversational commerce space, which believes the mobile, the future of mobile commerce will take place over text, just raised a $50 million Series yeah. A round, thanks in part to one Mark Laurie, who is taking on the roles of co-founder, chairman of the board uh, at Wizard. We know your thoughts about his city of the future, but are you in or out on Mr. Laurie's Wizard? Okay, I gotta tell you, this one I actually like. Believe Whoa. it or not, I like it as a concept. And the reason being is like I mentioned in the beginning, we're on the cusp of a new commerce platform emerging. And for my money, I would bet on text being that platform in some way, shape, or form. The question I have though, and I'm very skeptical about this, is the $50 million Series A raise for nothing to show for it as of yet. This seems like it's going down the jet.com territory where Mark's getting his sales pitch going, he's inflating it, and then you know, all of a sudden he's going to sell it. And then whoever buys it, buyer beware, because it's not going to be worth a damn thing in, in the long run because they never had to show anything as they're, as they're going along. So, so I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about it. And is, is, is what I would say in a nutshell. You can ask him over drinks next time he's in Minneapolis at the Timberwolves game or buying yeah. something else in Minneapolis. Who knows? Yes, I will. We're trying to coordinate that right now, actually with him and his PR team. So yeah, right. keep, keep you guys posted on that one. Amazon is now putting computer vision into a rumored smart fridge. And what's one item in your fridge that would be constantly on set and forget reordered in the Mazinga household? Well, it's not from Amazon. So Trader Joe's is oh. going to have to get into the computer vision fridge game. But uh, the Trader Joe's creamy salted peanut butter. It is embarrassing that I go to Trader Joe's once a month and buy an entire case of their peanut butter because it's our family's favorite. So you're a creamy girl, huh? You like you like creamy? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that versus crunchy was... peanut butter? Oh, I'm, I'm peanut butter. Way. We're talking peanut butter. Yes. Yeah, I'm of course we're talking peanut butter. You called yes. me a creamy girl. I don't even know what that is. Um, <laughs> salted peanut butter. You said that. All right. Yeah, I'm the same way. I hate yes. crunchy peanut butter. I'm I, oh, I'm not way. opposed. I would I would take oh, creamy or it. crunchy, but uh, the the boys in in the Bowzingi household here they uh, they are all very into this particular peanut butter and this peanut butter alone. I also hate the peanut butter. You have to mix the oil. That's this just, is one of those also. Oh, this is one yeah, of those no, also. Just, but it's give me it's some worth Skippy the and stir. That's terrible for me. And like, let's go with it. All right. Happy birthday today to Simon Cowell. Joy Behar, and everyone's favorite and the only cellist they can probably name, Yo-Yo Ma. And remember, if you can only read or listen to one retail blog in the business, make it OmniTalk. Our Fast Five podcast is the quickest, fastest rundown of all the week's top news. And our twice-weekly newsletter tells you the top five things you need to know each day and also features special content exclusive to us and just for you. And it's all within the preview pane of your inbox. You can sign up today at www.omnitalk.blog. Thanks, as always, for listening in. Please remember to like and leave us a review wherever you happen to listen to your podcast or on YouTube. Please also remember to subscribe to our video channel on YouTube because we plan to bring you lots of exciting video content in 2022. And of course, as always, be careful out there.
The OmniTalk Fast Five is brought to you with the help and support of the AM Consumer and Retail Group. The AM Consumer and Retail Group is a management consulting firm that tackles the most complex challenges and advances its clients, people, and communities toward their maximum potential. CRG brings the experience, tools, and operator like pragmatism to help retailers and consumer products companies be on the right side of disruption. And Takeoff. Takeoff is transforming grocery by empowering grocers to thrive online. The key is micro-fulfillment, small robotic fulfillment centers that can be leveraged at a hyper-local scale. Takeoff also offers a robust software suite so grocers can seamlessly integrate the robotic solution into their existing businesses. To learn more, visit Takeoff.com. And our new sponsor, Attentive. See why thousands of brands use Attentive's SMS platform to send interactive marketing campaigns that better engage consumers and drive revenue. Visit attentivemobile.com slash Omnitalk to request your demo today.